All right. So we are going to talk about, Neil, you pick the first one. We're going to talk about does writing long-form content get you more backlinks? You know, I remember back in the day, everyone's like, yeah, to rank well on Google, you need 2,300 words. And of course, over time, it's changed. But everyone's like, if you have more in-depth articles, you're going to get way more backlinks. So what we did is we looked at 10,000 popular articles that had both a ton of organic search traffic and social shares. Um, and we looked at, you know, all right, what was the length of these articles and as well as how many backlinks were Wait, they? Can you, can you better define popular? Like what kind, how much search traffic, how much social shares? We were actually generating it on the articles that were generating the most search traffic from Google. Cause we have like your, your articles. No, not my articles. Uber suggests his whole index of Google. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Keep going. Right. But we also have social share data because we pay for, you know, yep. scraping social sharing data yep. as well. <laughs> so, and then, so we're using a combination of both of them. We also have backlink data. So we're taking the most popular 10,000 articles in different categories and we're seeing what is actually driving the most backlinks. Like what's the article links. And as you can see from the graph, if you have really, really long form articles, like 4,000 plus words, they actually didn't generate the most amount of backlinks. Uh, th- those average were 494. Uh, articles that were 1,100 to 1,500 generated 1,750 backlinks on average. Again, these are for the 10,000 most popular articles. Uh, 1,500 to 2,000 word articles was 1,798. So a little bit more. And then it skips to the next big one was 3,000 uh, and one words to 3,500, it was 1,714. But what we saw is if your articles were over 3,500 words or even 4,000 words or too short like zero to 500 or 500 to 1,000, they just didn't generate that many backlinks. And the worst category, the articles that generated the least amount of backlinks were the ones that were 4,000 plus words. Dude. I'm just looking at this. This is really good data. I'm just like, man, I bet you if you keep testing these hooks, you're going to get more play on these. But this yeah, is good we, data. That one, we used two different hooks on there. I think I deleted the original one. I used to just go and edit, but then Twitter readjusts. Yeah, they don't like that. Yeah. yeah, so I just delete and I repost. But, you know, longer isn't necessarily better, which funny enough, um, you know, it, it's also why we're seeing like word count go down. You know, it used to be where it's 2,300 words 2300. was the average on uh, page one. And then Brian Dean wrote an article with like Ahrefs. I think, I forgot what it the went down was. a little more. Yeah, it was like 1,700 or something like that. And then we started looking at the numbers again. It's somewhere on my Twitter, but it went down even more. Yeah, I think, look, look at it this way. I, I think it's like, look, if you can get the point across, you know, our, our writer guidelines, I don't, about, I don't know about you, Neil, but we used to be 2,000 or 2,500 words or so. Now we're at like 1,250 or something like that. So times change. You got to adapt with the times, right? And um, the other thing too is like, it's, I feel like it, it's, it's uh, if you want to get the most backlinks in addition to writing really good content too, like, you know, take a playbook. Like, can you go buy something out there that already has a lot of backlinks or a tool that can get a lot of backlinks or even like, the, there's calculators out there that you can make and ChatGPT will just make it for you now, right? And you can have your, your coder build on top of it. I just shared the link with you for uh, a link on Twitter, but it's another chart. When you look at average word count, it used to be 2,300 words. Then it dropped down to 1,447. And then you see a chart based on the popular articles all over the web, the same 10,000. Um, and it breaks down the average word count. 
Is this this is average word count? Or which ones do you have backlinks here? No, this is just average word count of really popular articles that are getting search traffic. Got it. Okay, that yeah. So it's industry dependent as well. Yes. So you're seeing that people are starting to create shorter and shorter content, but I blame the TikTok world for that because TikTokification. Yes. So many of these users short form videos and it's not just TikTok. It's TikTok. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. Man, you even have like a short stories on uh, WhatsApp, which I don't know why people use that. I've never used that. Maybe in the US it's not a thing, but everywhere, Snap, YouTube, you know, LinkedIn, like everyone's posting short form content everywhere. The average TikTok user spends 95 minutes a day on it? Really? Yep. So YouTube is about 20 minutes or so, and that's like a lot. 95 minutes is insane. I also think it's because of the category, or not category. I think it's also because of the age demographic that TikTok targets versus YouTube. Yeah, it's a it's a blended average. So there you go. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. I'm going to keep this one simple, and, and this is... um. The, the, the phrase here is, is what is brand formance and brand formance is it's very simple. So let's say from this podcast recording, this session, there's a couple episodes where episodes, there's a couple of lines where Neil might have some zingers and my, I might have some zingers. The idea here is that we're going to post them to reels, to TikToks, to shorts, and we're just going to find the ones that work really well. And the ones that are outliers, let's say we get an average of 10,000 views a post or whatever, and then we have a video that gets 100,000 views. Well, if we're looking to drive, if, if you're looking to drive more conversions as an example, let's just use our business, right? Um, we'll take one of those videos where we're sharing a really cool marketing insight. We'll just slap a CTA at the end of it because it has proven already to work on social. So why don't we just add a CTA? They can either join our email list or go get a free marketing plan or whatever it is exactly. And that is known as brand formance because there's the brand aspect of it where it's working organic social and the formance side is where you're trying to drive performance. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, this is cool. Funny enough, I've never heard of brand formants before, but I have now. New phrase. I think you know who I first heard it from? I, I think I first heard it from, from Gary Vee. Huh. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, have you done anything like that yet? We don't do a ton of stuff like that, but um, yeah. I know you do more. We're trying, we're starting, we just got the ads up. We're driving, we're basically going to drive it to our, our email list because we're really happy with our email product. So um, we're just, because our, our guy, our, our, our copywriter was like, dude, I think we're going to run out of creative. I was like, now that you had the brand formats thing, you'll never run out of creative. Because if no. it's a marketing newsletter, then we're just going to keep coming up with marketing tactics. And it just makes sense. That, hey, if you want more stuff like this, go to this newsletter. Yes. And it's just like, you're, you're, you're end up recycling in, uh, getting more content of the content you're also creating, which just makes it easier as well. Yep. All right. What do you got? So funny enough, speaking of brand formants or branding, you know, I did an experiment or more so I shared the stats of my personal brand versus my corporate brand and which one's more effective on X. I have roughly 450,000 followers, Instagram, 467, Facebook, million, YouTube, 1 million, TikTok, 120,000, LinkedIn, 500 plus thousand podcast monthly listeners, 1.6 million, a blog, over 3 million visitors a month just to the blog. But on my corporate side, Twitter, 2,602 followers. Instagram, 1,290. <laughs> Facebook, 6,200. LinkedIn, 68,000. Website, 21,473 visitors. Now, with my, bless you, with my personal brand and corporate brand, I promote both my ad agency and P Digital. Now, if you look at the business the first three years we were in business, the business has now been around for almost six years. We'll come out six years at the end of December. Uh, but let's just look at the first three years. Uh, the data after that, it pretty much stays you know, the same on what the personal brand drives. So in the first year, we generated $5.1 million in revenue. In year two, $18.8 million in revenue. Year three, $33.7 million in revenue. In year one, Eric, you want to guess how much of that revenue came from my brand? Uh, you're seeing it all of it. All of it. In year two, 10 million of roughly the 18 came from my personal brand. And in year three, 10 million still only came from my personal brand, even though the corporation ended up growing to 30, what was it, 36 or 37? I forgot what the number was. I can't see. But uh, oh, you have it right there uh, 33.7. So, the personal brand, even after that, as we kept growing the corporate revenue, just kept stopped driving leads. And what we found out is for us in our experience, personal branding can do really, really well for you and it can drive a lot of revenue. Um, and I don't think the company would be here and even generate anywhere near the revenue if it wasn't for the kickstart from the personal brand, but it doesn't make the biggest world in the difference. I still believe whether it's consumer or B2B, a personal brand is just not as effective as a corporate brand. If you look at the biggest corporations in the world, whether they're consumer or uh, B2C, I mean, or B2B, the corporate brand is much better. And I'll give you a prime example of this. Have you heard of Elf Beauty? No, no. Okay, Elf? E-A-Elf? E-A-L-F. E-L-F. Look at Elf stock. Okay. Elf Beauty stock is $7 billion market cap, right? You haven't heard of that. Have you heard of Kylie Cosmetics? Yep. All right. Much, they're Much not public. Smaller. 
they're not public. Well, they're, they've got bought out by a publicly traded company, if I'm not mistaken, but they weren't doing as well. You know, I have a lot of friends who are investing in uh, investors in Fenty, you know, Rihanna's company. It's not doing yep. as well as uh, they would like. And a lot of the growth has started to flatline. But all I'm getting at, or like even uh, skims from Kim Kardashian, a lot of people are now starting to buy this stuff on uh, uh, Amazon and places like that. Have you seen all the TikTok videos of people comparing skims and other products that are like one fourth the cost, but it's exactly identical. It just doesn't have the skims brands. Like there's no difference. And they're like, yes, we will save one fourth. Uh, we'll take the 75% off. You know? <laughs> That's but funny. Like, all I'm getting at is like, yeah, building a corporate brand is much more powerful in the long run than a personal brand. And ideally, I'm not saying one is better than the other, or technically I'm saying the corporate brand is better. But what I'm really getting at is you should ideally build both, but of course, put more emphasis on the corporate brand. Dude, look at this. They just like shot up in 2022. Yeah. I don't know what happened here. But it, you know what's interesting? It's um, I, I think another takeaway, and, and you can feel free to disagree with me here. It's, it's like if you have an agency, basically your personal brand caps out at $10 million. Yeah. Dude, look at Fashion Nova. That's a prime example of someone who leveraged influencers to build a corporate brand. And Fashion Nova, the last time I checked, is more search on Google Trends than Gucci. And he built a multi, multi-billion dollar company and is on the Forbes list. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Yep. All right. So, let's move on. I got, a, I got one over here on, do you know what an identity layer is, Neil? No. There's all these new phrases, but you, you know what I'm going to talk about when I say it. But I heard about this. It's like, oh, you're calling it identity layer? Was, okay, cool. So an identity layer is like, let's say, you know, on a single grain site, you know, we get 
let's say we, I'll give you round number. Let's say we get a hundred thousand visitors a month or whatever it is, right? Um, an ide- identity layer allows you to de-anonymize the IP addresses that are visiting your website. And so right now the CEO of retention.com, he's giving me a B2B export. I just installed like a, a snippet on my site. And each day I basically get like 30 to 50 LinkedIn URLs and you can see the size of the company, how many people they have as well, the title of the company. And I, I looked at some of the lists and it's like a lot of it's like, okay, people that probably aren't a fit, but I just, I was looking, I was like, oh, Shopify director of marketing and I have their LinkedIn. And with these identity layers, there's another one called warmly.ai and they'll automatically put things into like a LinkedIn sequence for you, I think, or automatically reach out to people. Um, I think when you combine this with with the the AI tools that are out there, you're going to be able to reach out to people at scale and you can do it tastefully too. So imagine we are putting out all this marketing school content. I'll say, Hey, based on the page that they visited and, and based on their interests, send them content around what I put out related to this in the last 90 days or so. And we'll just keep sending them links every month or so. Hey, I know you're interested in this. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to book a call, you can book it over here. So you're going to be a lot more tasteful. So pretty much what you're doing is someone comes to your website Depending on the software solution you're using, it'll identify a portion of those people, uh, not just tell you what corporation they're coming from, because that's been out forever, but also yep. tell you some of the people that are actually visiting. Correct. And then you're going to go and message them on LinkedIn because you may not have their email address, et cetera, and try to build a relationship. And it'll also give their email addresses in some cases too, and, and warmly does that too. Yeah, I think this is an amazing marketing strategy for B2B. B2C, Correct. I think it's a waste of time. B2B, it's an amazing strategy, especially if you're B2B enterprise. B2B, S&B, not so much, but B2B enterprise. Um, I think it is an amazing strategy and a great way to... You know what's interesting, Neil? Remember, uh, I think it was a year ago or so, we talked about retention.com and they were focused on B2C. And and, um, they would basically just de-anonymize people that are visiting like your Shopify site, right? But now they're switching to B2B now. So it's like they're trying to... Make sure that their business model doesn't disappear, I believe. Yes, because spending money on this technology when someone buys something for you for ten, twenty dollars, it doesn't matter too much. But when someone's spending a million dollars with you a year, knowing yeah. the person is really important because and especially if they're high up, you really yeah. want to build a relationship if they're visiting your website. That's yeah. how you make money. Look, the way I look at this is is you're looking to just ultimately give your SDRs more leads to work with. And this is a I wouldn't say this is warm outbound. They're not necessarily warm, but it is warmer outbound for sure. And that's how you can look at this. And then you can put them into your sequences or whatever. But that is it for today. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Check out this next video over here if you're on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please subscribe. And we'll see you tomorrow. All right, last one. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.